everybody, this is Jessica and Sadie, and today we are talking about season four, episode three of The Amazing Race. The original air date was June 12th, 2003. I was just looking at what the date, it's July <laughs> now, so almost exactly 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, we start off this episode with Steve and Dave leaving the pit stop at 2.45 a.m., they are leaving the pit stop a few hours before everybody else because they did the fast forward last time, if you remember. And the other teams weren't able to do their roadblock until later in the afternoon when the party opened. So these two are kind of getting a really large lead ahead of everybody else. Yeah, decent head start. Their route info says travel by train to Vienna, Austria. Hold on. I have to say something, though. <laughs> so we are in Venice. And, like, Phil's doing a little recap, um, talking about Venice, and he calls it the romantic heart of Europe. And as he says that, the scene is a plaza full of pigeons. Really? And I hate birds. I was going to say, only you would notice I know. that. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Like, I, only I would notice it because I really, really hate birds. They freak me out, but I just thought that was funny. I was like, who even... <laughs> Who edited this? <laughs> pigeons. Who would have put pigeons in so like... romantic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So well, they have to travel by train. So they are asking like a local person how to get there the fastest. And they're told to go to the Padova, Padova train station to have more options. Because I guess Venice doesn't have a very big train station. Which is, that surprised me. Yeah, me too. Anyway, so they got a tip from a local to head that way. And then, several hours later, we have our next few teams <laughs> leaving. So Chip and Riken leave at 5.20 a.m. They're all leaving, like, right one, one minute apart, other. literally. So, kinda, so they're the, the gay couple. Kelly and John at 5.21, they're the engaged couple. Tian and Jerry at 5.22, they're the friends that are not friends. <laughs> David and Jeff, 5.23, the bachelor friends and john and al the clowns at 524 russell and cindy at 525 they're the ones who cindy's in love with russell but they don't get along millie and chuck 526 the dating virgins and steve and josh 527 they are the father son and then monica and sheree at 531 they're the nfl wives so when we were watching last episode i thought monica and sheree were like way behind everyone like yeah because it took her forever to yeah, do that it took forever but, but they're only four minutes four minutes behind the last team before them so it seemed a lot longer than that to me and we do find out that they have 480 dollars for this leg of the race which it's like the most yeah seems like a lot <laughs> so literally they were all leaving one minute apart mm-hmm. besides monica and Shree, which were four minutes after <laughs> so they are very much in a group and Steve and Dave that left, you know, several hours earlier, they, I think they knew that. They were like, this is going to be a big group. We want to just get on a train and like do something. We don't want to just wait at this one in Venice and then be grouped up with them anyway, which I think is a good idea, but. (laughs) Yeah, but. (laughs) But. We'll We'll come back to that. So all the teams get to the train station at the same time and they find out that the next train to Vienna doesn't leave for 10 hours. So they're like, we need to figure out something else. They over-exaggerated that, though. It, it leaves at one fifteen, and they got there at 5.30, so that's six, seven, eight, nine. That's seven hours. Oh. 
And, well, yeah, that's weird. I think they were just like, well, I don't want to be here for 10 hours. Like, oh, okay. So and then everybody kind of ran with that. <laughs> okay. So there's a local that told... Tri- I was going to say Chipen and Rick. Oh, my gosh. We're, like, already... <laughs> Chipen and Rick? I know. It's, like, not even close. Chipen and that's Rick. That's the worst one <laughs> Okay. So, a local person tells Riken and Chip to go to Verona <laughs> to get a plane, to, uh, a train to Innsbruck, then to Vienna. And Monica and Sheree are kind of, like, hanging on to Riken and Chip because they say they're the two minority teams. Like, they're the black women and they're the gay guys. So, they think they're going to, like, help each other out. And Riken and Chip tell, like, a few people about this. And the word spreads. But then, over yonder, (laughs) Millie is, like, having this major asthma attack in the train station. Yeah. And she has to, like, drink all this water and breathe her inhaler and it was like um this happens when i exercise sometimes and um her boyfriend's helping her out but also john and al are like being so nice to her and trying to help her out and like getting her water and all this kind of stuff and and steven josh i think steven josh helped like a little bit and then so they all missed that train Mm -hmm. that goes to innsbruck that monica and sharia and reichen and chip and the others were on so being nice got them behind (laughs) yeah but they're very nice somebody's life is a little bit more important than making a train but (laughs) well we're on the train and tian and jury are fighting again and tian is like still telling jury how slow she is and she's like you got to get rid of stuff in your pack like it's slowing you down and jury is like no get out of my face yeah and stop talking but would it really make that much of a difference like would if you I lost mean, a few shirts and pants. Yeah, like yeah. it's probably a few pounds and the stuff she has in there is probably stuff that she needs. You have like one backpack for a month's long worth of travel. Mm-hmm. So. And there's never been a point where I'm like, holy cow, Jaree's backpack is huge. Yeah. I mean, and, but Tian is not a supportive teammate. <laughs> so, yeah, they fight about that. And then Steve and Dave arrive in... Padua, Padova, I don't, (laughs) you would think that it, I think we said this in the last one, wouldn't it be the same spelling in Italian, because it's an Italian city, but, to say, to say it, yeah, I don't know, Padua is probably like the Shakespearean spelling of it, yeah, but, uh where am i at <laughs> they get there and they basically have to turn around and go back oh yeah because they're like how do we get to vienna and the train guy was like vienna <laughs> you can't get there from here <laughs> so they have to go back to venice and basically where they started yeah so their lead means nothing yeah <laughs> the second train heading to innsbruck has cindy and russell millie and chuck john and al and steve and josh all the ones that were helping millie with her asthma attack cindy and russell i don't know what they were doing they also they always seem to they be just like fight a lot yeah and, and distracted and always get places last yeah and they are going to arrive an hour behind the first train and then steve and dave are on the third train and they're going to arrive two hours after that first train so they started out like three hours ahead of everybody and now they are two hours behind but it's one of those things that it doesn't matter because the first train arrives at 6.37 p.m. And they find the flag for the next clue, but the hours of operation for that venue are 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So they have to wait all night. Everybody's going to catch up. So 
That was lucky for Steve and Dave. Yeah, very lucky. The morning rolls around, and they are kind of all waiting in line to get to the... Did we say what the they have to do? Um, no. If, well, like the clue just said, like, travel by train to Vienna, Austria, but they're supposed to go to... They have to go through the sewers of Vienna. Mm-hmm. So they have to, like, go to this, like, specific inter- intersection that has, um, like, a manhole, basically, where you go down s- some stairs, yeah. go th- into the sewers, and then come back up in another spot in, like, this, like, town square. And they are getting lined up in the morning for it to start, and Tian and Jury are, like, the first in the line. And who was it that was at the end of the line? I don't know. They, like, mention... This race is about getting there first. We're not just going to, like, wait around and try and, like, and be at the end of the line. Like, we're the ones that are rushing and always at the front. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not always at the front. You're never at the <laughs> you front. You almost got eliminated the first <laughs> so, league, so. And there, and it's Tian. Like, Jari kind of keeps quiet. Yeah. But Tian is, like, telling everybody that she's, like, better than them. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> they go down through the sewers and it looks awful and it's gross. And have to walk, and it's, like, slimy and stinky. I'm like, gross. That's awful. <laughs> Why did they make them do that? <laughs> because it really wasn't anything. I mean, they didn't like, have to, like, find anything, or... Yeah. It was, like... It seemed like it was just a marked path, and they just had to go through the gross. sewers. Yeah. Just to do something different. But there's fireworks. Oh, no. We might have to wait. It's fine. It's... <laughs> So we're in Utah, and this weekend is like the 24th of July weekend, which is Pioneer Day. It's like our state holiday. <laughs> Are they over? So a lot of people set off fireworks for that. I hate fireworks. <laughs> I only like fireworks when I have prepared and planned to watch them. Anybody else that's <laughs> lighting them off, I don't like them. Because, mm. <laughs> like, having a baby yeah, I was gonna say, you have a in July <laughs> and trying to keep them asleep and stuff, I'm, like, looking at Olivia's baby monitor right now, like, praying she doesn't wake up. <laughs> oh, is that what that echo was? Was from yeah. her baby monitor? Yeah, I should turn it down. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, well, so they, <laughs> they get to the clue... Through, well, they come out of the sewers, get the clue. Tian and Jury, I think, were the first ones. And it says to find the Schönbrunn Palace. And to get to the Schönbrunn Palace, they have to go to these horse-drawn carriages known as uh, Fiacra. And they have to claim one of the carriages by grabbing the ticket on the carriage door. And this seems like menial information, but it's very important. It's very important. Because there's only going to be three or four. It's weird it says three or four. Well, I think it was like the first three teams, the second three teams, and then there was four remaining teams. So they all went at the same time. It's only groups of three or four departing on these horse-drawn carriages every 30 minutes. And the palace is six miles away. And these horses aren't like very fast. No. (laughs) So they run to these carriages and read the clue. The first group that gets in the carriage are... Monica and Cherie, Riken and Chip, John and Kelly, and T- we see, like, Riken and Chip didn't grab the pass on their carriage. They didn't pull the little yeah. paper. They're, like, telling the ca- uh, carriage driver, like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And they and just, like, are sitting there waiting to leave. Yeah, he's not going. He's not moving. So John and Al grab it, and they're like, you need to get out. We got the pass. We claimed this. 
Yeah. And they are not happy about yeah, it. Yeah, Chip goes, no, no, yeah. like a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were mad. And then Tian and Jari do the same thing to Kelly and John, and they're even madder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly and hits it, John with her clue. Yeah, and, like it was his fault. Yeah. Like, you could have grabbed it, too. So that first group of horses head to the palace. Then other people are waiting for the horses to come back. And Riken and Chip make a deal with David and Jeff and say, if you distract the other teams, we'll... Because it's like the clue says... They're reading the clue better now. The clue says, once you see... Yeah, as soon as you see the horses. And it's like a really long like street. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we can run to the horses like way down the street the second we see them. So if you guys stay here and distract the other teams, we'll run up to the carriages and we'll grab a tag for us and for you. And they're like, okay. So they like stay back and don't run after the carriages. And But all the other teams have the same idea. Yeah. So distracting them is not going to work. I know. What were they going to do? <laughs> so, but Riken and Chip do not grab a ticket for them. Like they barely get a ticket of their own. I was like worried about the horses. I know. I that's was like, what, you can't just run up to a horse. All these people just running straight yeah. at these horses. I would be like, you can't, like the rules should have been like, you can't yeah, run. You can't the run. Y- exactly. Because I was like, that's going to scare them. Somebody's going to get hurt. And then we have this moment where it's like the... They're very focused on this incident. It's like slow motion, like (laughs) big deal. Well, it kind of is, but Chip and Millie are reaching for the same ticket on this carriage and they like are kind of like fighting over it and they're like pushing each other and Chip said that Millie like cut his mouth and they're like, like Millie and Chuck didn't get it, but Chip like won't let it go. He like goes over to Millie and like tells her you cut my mouth and she's like sorry (laughs) like what am I gonna do about it now he's like annoying about it but whatever it kind of well it kind of seemed like he was going over to apologize for like pushing her because she also said sorry and then she felt bad after Chip walked away she was like "Ooh, I cut his mouth (laughs) I don't feel like she felt bad I feel like she felt like seriously he taught like that was annoying i feel like she was like oh not <laughs> oh, okay in my opinion <laughs> i'd be annoyed too just the way he like was saying everything was annoying but the other teams that first group of people on the horses get to the palace and open the clue and it's a detour and the choices are mozart or beethoven so, so mozart is Carry a string base six miles across town to the house where Mozart wrote The Marriage of Figaro. And this house is very well known, so that it would be easier to find. And my thoughts at this point were six miles. Like, whatever the other one is, I'm doing that one. Mm-hmm. But the other one is Beethoven, which is carry a portfolio of sheet music 11 miles to the house where Beethoven wrote this letter called the hmm, the Heiligenstadt Testament. But this house is less well-known. And Beethoven lived in like five different houses while in Vienna during his life. So So they can ask people for help and directions, but some people might not know which specific Beethoven house it is because there's so many options. And it's farther away. Mm -hmm. And they can take like public transportation. Yeah. They don't have to walk. I didn't... (laughs) I didn't know that at first. I yeah. was like, six miles is a long way yeah, to carry a base. Uh, what do they call it? A base fiddle? 
Well, in Jury, so they opened the clue because they were the first to get this one as well. And Jury's like, oh, let's go get the sheet music. And Tiana's like picking up the bass. And then Jury was like, oh, or maybe this one will be easier. Like <laughs> yeah. she was definitely going to go for the sheet music. And then yeah, Tian like basically didn't give her a choice. I know. So. She literally didn't even <laughs> care about her opinion or anything. But they team up with Monica and Cherie because they think it'll be easier to find if mm-hmm. we help each other, which is good. But John and Kelly, Kelly just says she wants to do Beethoven. She's like, that's heavy. Let's do Beethoven. It's way easier. And then... Well, okay. Because Al and John were in that first group. And they also yeah. do Mozart. Yeah. So then the next set of three teams show up yeah. with John and Kelly. And John's like, oh, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? And she's like, the paper, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they do that one. And Kelly is so sure that the place that they want to go is the Beethoven Memorial. Yes. And she's so annoyed with John that he wants to check. He's like, well, let's make sure that that's right. And she's like, why would we do that? It's obviously at the Beethoven Memorial. Mm-hmm. They're at like a train station or something. And he's like, what if there's a more than one place that Beethoven wrote? And Kelly's like, are you... The, like, R, yeah. the R word. How many Beethovens do you think there are? And she's like so mean to like, him about not, it. Not more than one person, but maybe more than one place. <laughs> At this point, Steve and Josh decide they need to do the fast forward because they're in like the last group of carriages and they don't want to risk not moving on to the next leg. So their fast forward clue says search the palace grounds for a ballroom full of like dan- ballroom dancers successfully carry a tray full of champagne glasses across the ballroom and then you'll get a clue so all these dancers are like doing the like, waltz yeah moving the around the room there's like not a lot of space to maneuver and stuff and they have to carry this tray of glasses across and that only takes them like tr- two tries the first time they try and go fast and they well, crash and steve didn't even like pick up the tray he he almost like leaned over it and like they all spilled and broke yeah and then yeah but then the next time through i would have been so good at that yeah i know how to carry a tray of heavy food (laughs) heavy drinks so yeah yeah you have practice yeah (laughs) and it didn't take him too long it wasn't too hard so obviously at the end of the fast forward it says go directly to the pit stop which is seashloth orth which is a 400-year-old castle in the lake region of Austria. Kelly and John. Are we back to them? Yeah. They're on the train with the sheet music, and they're, like, asking people on the train where the Beethoven Memorial is. And somebody's like, which one? And so that's when they are like, oh, there is more than one place that this could be. And so they, I don't, I don't know where they were, when they go ask, like, where they need to go, and they realize that, it's not the Beethoven Memorial that Kelly thought it was. And she, like, looks at the camera. She's like, oh, John was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So, yeah. Always double check. Don't assume anything. Mm-hmm. And listen to your partner. If they yeah. Have questions. And don't, like, make them feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Because then you'll feel stupid yeah. when you're wrong. <laughs> Way more stupid. So, what? okay. Tian and Jury and Monica and Shri finish. Mm-hmm. the Mozart, and they get the next clue to go to Donatrum. Is that right? Donatrum, I think. Donatrum. I spelled it wrong. Which is an 1,150-foot spire overlooking the Danube River. So they head there. And then, so all these other teams 
Kelly and John are the only team that chose Beethoven. Yeah, I think so. All the other teams don't have too hard of a time getting to Mozart. And Kelly and John were, like, really struggling. This old lady helped them find it. Eventually, they all make it to the donut term thing, like, one after the other. Mm Mm-hmm. And the clue there says a roadblock, which is, which says, which of you doesn't mind hanging from their ankles? Which is a bungee jump (laughs) off the tower. It's a 460-foot bungee jump off the tower, which is the tallest tower jump in Europe. I feel like every time we have a bungee jump, it's like, this is the tallest bridge bridge jump (laughs) jump in Europe. This is the tallest tower jump in Europe. It's like, okay. (laughs) Um, Tian decides to do it. She, like, literally immediately it was like i'll do it and she doesn't make a single noise or anything she just goes off the edge like it's the easiest thing in the world she doesn't scream or anything (laughs) they are the (laughs) adrenaline junkies isn't that what they call themselves yeah at the beginning of like when we were introducing the teams yeah so when she gets down they get the clue it says travel by train to the town of gamundan which is 185 miles away and check in like we said at the what was it called the sea sloth orth <laughs> and the last team to check in will be eliminated mm-hmm. at this point like basically only one team has finished the bungee jump steve and josh are already on the train on the way to gamundan so they're on a pretty they're pretty good like far yeah, ahead they'll be a, a good lead so let's see shree is the one that jumps then Riken, then al who was perfect for this job because he's a human like, cannibal yeah <laughs> And Millie, because <laughs> it says, who doesn't mind being held from their ankles? And Chuck's like, I don't mind. And then Millie's like, but I get to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets to the top and she can't breathe yeah, again. Yeah. I was going to say, like. And she doesn't have her inhaler up there. And she's like asking him, him. do that one. Yeah. But. Asking him for, like, water bottles and stuff like that. And she does it. But I'm like, why were you so eager to do it? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to relax. <laughs> this one so, would be one that I like, I would do it, but if I didn't do it, it would have been fine. Yeah. I don't like... It just looks like a lot of whiplash at I the know. bottom. <laughs> That's what we said. Like, I'd rather do a bungee jump, like, Tandem. with another person. Yeah. yeah. But they all seemed like it was fine. The next teams to show up are Cindy and Russell and David and Jeff. They show up at, like, the exact same time and read the clue. But... So, like, Cindy and Russell get there first. They pull a clue out and hand it to David and Jeff. And they pull their clue out and read theirs. And so they're like, we got there first. But they didn't pull a number to get in line for the jump. David and Jeff pulled the number f- before them. And Russell is not happy about that. And that seems to affect it in a little bit. Um, John does the bungee and he goes out off backwards. <laughs> yeah. And Kelly's like, he can't do anything normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I don't know which one's David or Jeff. I think that's the only one that I don't know. But I think it was Jeff that jumped. And then Russell does it. So Russell and Cindy are the last ones to do it because Steve and Josh went for the fast forward. But David and Jeff made their way and they caught the train by only five minutes. And Cindy and Russell missed it. So pulling that number really did make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like if... Like, it obviously took more than five minutes to climb up the tower, get strapped on, yeah. jump, and be lowered down, all that stuff. So, it really did make a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, Steve. I did say I did say that I said Cindy and Russell were the last ones, but they're not. Yeah, Steve and Dave. <laughs> Steve and so, Dave. Steve goes up. 
And we must have missed, because it was really funny, when they did the detour, Steve and Dave, they opened the clue and says each location is between 5 and 15 miles away, (laughs) and they were just, like, laughing hysterically, like, oh. Because they keep saying, we can't keep up with these guys. Like, even when they were running through the sewer, they were, like, the last ones. We can't keep up with these guys, and then they read 6 miles and 11 miles, or it's, like, between 6 and 15 miles, they're, like, uh, (laughs) look at each other, and they're just, like, laughing. Yeah, and they get to the tower and they see there's two numbers left but they know somebody did the fast forward so they're like we're yes, last they know they're last and they're kind of just trying to have like a good time and they're always joking and they're good friends dave he well steve does it and dave is like greenpeace showed up and told us to stop throwing whales off the tower <laughs> like, i looked up so... and there was like an eclipse of the sun <laughs> uh, and steve was like i would never do this like normally i yeah. can't believe i'm doing this and <laughs> they're funny they are funny and steve and josh check in at the pit stop so they have quite a bit of a lead which is good for them well okay so even though russell and cindy left the roadblock before steve and dave steve and dave actually made it to the train before them so again mm-hmm. russell and cindy got lost somewhere i know and they never like show us yeah like them getting lost or like what takes them so long it's they really did weird. they did argue in the taxi at one point. They just started out like in a normal conversation and then Cindy said something like, We're just like not working well together and it's slowing us down and Russell's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't think it's slowing us down and she's like, Yeah, it absolutely is. He's and like, Well, we're fighting about fighting. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, you guys I don't know what your relationship is, but it's really not good. Um, so those locals tell Steve and Dave to go to the Vienna North station, which will take you directly to the train. Which is the direct train to Gmunden. Gmunden. And Russell and Cindy get a train ticket. And, like, their train departs in two hours. So they're kind of just hanging out. And Steve and Dave get to that Vienna North station that the local told them to go to. And they're like, no, you have to leave from Vienna West. So this is the second time that somebody told him to go to the wrong train station. That's what I was going to say. Like, they ask a local and just believe them. Yeah. They don't do their own research. Verify. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look at a map or something. They just, like, charts all over the the train station, I'm sure. This is twice in an episode where they're just like, okay, whatever you say. Let's ask one person (laughs) and do what they say. (laughs) So they have to go back to Vienna West. Well, Russell Um, and Cindy have tickets to... Gamund. Yeah. And yeah, there's like subtitles at the bottom when they're like, can we get tickets to Gamunden? And like the E and the N is capitalized and it's in green on the subtitles. And the guy was like, tickets to Gmund and it's red. Uh-huh. And so you're like, oh, that's not yeah. the same place. Like this is going to make a difference. Yeah. So that two hours that they're like waiting for the train to go, they stop at a travel agent and see and that travel agent's like you don't even have tickets to come in so yeah yeah. so they're like getting tickets to the right place meanwhile steve and dave are like getting off at that wrong station it was all a little bit yeah and we're not sure like we just know those last two those two teams are going to be last because they're struggling because right now is when everybody starts checking in yeah and it kind of keeps going back and forth like a team would check in and then we'd cut to one of like steve and dave or russell and cindy and then a team Mm -hmm. would check in so let's just read off the order now yeah 
So Monica and Sheree are team two, and they were in last place last leg, so they came up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip and Riken are team three, Tian and Jury are four, Millie and Chuck are five, John and Al, six, David and Jeff, seven, Kelly and John, eight, and then... This is when we're like, who's it going to be? Yeah. And the last team is running up in the dark. And the whole time I'm like, please be Steve and Dave. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, it's probably not Steve and Dave. Yeah. I'm like, but it was. no way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Cindy and Russell aren't with us anymore because their relationship was annoying. They didn't even like each other. I don't know what she saw in him. Why did they sign up together? Uh, yeah. He seemed like just like not a very nice person. Mm-mm. But, but they're gone. So, yeah. <laughs> yay. And Steve and Dave were really surprised that they were still in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they... pleasantly surprised. They mm-hmm. were, like, having a great time. And I wonder how far behind they are. We'll see. Before you do the post Oh, yeah, you need info. to tell us about Vienna. Yeah. I was wondering why this episode was so short. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're only at 30 minutes. <laughs> we did um, info of Innsbruck, Austria, last season. This is Vienna. So it's still about Austria, but it's specifically Vienna. So Vienna is the capital and largest city of Austria. It's a primate city, like we told you many seasons ago. <laughs> it's like the biggest city of all the cities. Like there's no... Nothing that comes close to it. Yeah. With about 2 million inhabitants or about 3 million in the metropolitan area, which is a third of the country's population. It's the largest city in all the... Danube River, River. until the beginning of the 20th century, Vienna was the largest German-speaking city in the world. Hmm. And now Berlin is the largest German-speaking city in the world, and Austria is the second largest, which was interesting. I'm like, all those other German cities are smaller than Vienna. You said Austria, but you mean Vienna. Oh, Vienna. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Hamburg and Frankfurt and... Yeah, that surprised me. And today, oh wait, Vienna is host to many major international organizations like the United Nations. And the city is located on the eastern part of Austria and is close to like the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Hungary. In 2001, the city center was designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And in 2017, it was moved to the list of World Heritage's in Danger which I didn't know Hmm. was a thing. So I kind of looked that up to see what that meant. (laughs) Yeah. So do you know what UNESCO stands for? No. (laughs) I always like just hear that. Yeah. You know, like it's a word that we know, but don't know what it is. United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Yeah. I would have got United Nations and then that's (laughs) it. wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) So the list of World Heritage in Danger is compiled by the U. UNESCO. It was established in 1972 to designate and manage world heritage sites that are threatened by, um, like, let's see, a site that may be an imminent threat to potential dangers that could have adverse effects on the site, and they're trying to get more assistance requested to preserve these sites. There are 53 sites on this list. There's 17 natural and 36 cultural And 21 of the sites are in the Arab nations, which are like, there's a lot in Syria and Libya, Mm. and they're in danger because of a lot of civil wars and stuff. 16 are in Africa, 
There's only one in the U.S. Can you guess what that is? Hmm. It's a natural site. The Everglades. Yeah. Oh, that was a guess. (laughs) (laughs) The majority of the World Heritage Sites in Danger are in Africa. And I think the city center of Vienna is on that because it's like just a lot of modern growth and, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. Vienna is called the city of music due to its musical legacy, like famous musicians like Beethoven and Mozart. Yep. And Vienna is also called the city of dreams because it's home to the world's first psychoanalyst, Sigmund Freud. Very cool. It looks so pretty. Yeah. Very cool. I would love to visit there one day. I want to do a river cruise Mm -hmm. and a lot of them leave from Vienna or stop there. Yeah. There's like Vienna has changed um like what am i trying to like changed politics and what am i trying to say like changed a lot in its history like it's had like it's been part of different empires it's oh yeah you know it was like in the austro-hungarian austro-hungarian oh my gosh hungarian that was really hard for me to say the (laughs) austro-hungarian empire and then that split off in World War One, and then it was taken over by the Nazis in World War Two, and like before that, just a ton of different hands and stuff. So there's a lot of history, and it looks really interesting yeah. and beautiful, and like a very central location. So it'd be fun to go visit there, and then like visit all around there. Yeah. Did you see? I put on Facebook that tour that some clients are taking. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're they'll they'll be in Vienna, but I mean it's so close. They're going to be in Germany. Slovakia, Poland, Hungary, Czech Republic, and Austria. So they're like yeah. doing all of those countries in one trip. That'd be so and cool. And it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Vienna. Nice. <laughs> well, Russell and Cindy, as they're eliminated, Phil says like, you know, <laughs> what, is, what was the question he even asked? Like, What did you learn about each other? Yeah. And she just doesn't seem impressed. Like yeah. she seems over it and like, he's not the person I thought he was. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you what she's up to. I'm sure Her, they didn't end up together, did they? No. Her <laughs> last name is Duck. I have never yeah. heard that as a last name. Her Me name either. is Cindy Duck. She's 60 now. Wow. Russell is 52. They're... Race average was 8.33, 10th overall. And so Cindy does have a Facebook, but her last post, posts, plural, were in 2008 when Obama won the election. She, like, put up a bunch of pictures of, like, reactions around the world. These people in London were super excited, and these people in Africa were super excited. And so it seems like she was an Obama fan. And her, I found her on LinkedIn says she's currently an international marketing slash creative development strategist. And it kind of looks like she works in the film and TV arena with that, Hmm. in that field. She's a SAG actress, which they're on strike right now. Mm -hmm. So I I was like, oh, that's kind of notable. I can't find anything on Russell. His name is Russell Brown. So we had Amanda Adams last week. Like, there's so many Russell Browns and Amanda Adams. Like, it's you, mm-hmm. it's impossible to narrow it down on Facebook. I doubt that he is even on there. I couldn't find anything about him. Um, because in the Amazing Race Wikipedia, it says that immediately after the race, 
like when they're held in that, they call it Sequesterville. Mm -hmm. Russell isolated himself and like wouldn't talk to anybody and wouldn't do any interviews. Mm -hmm. So he just like shut himself off. And him and Cindy have never spoken to each other again. Wow. (laughs) Where was the Sequesterville season four? Um, Oh, I saw it, but I can't remember. I want to say it was maybe in... It should be like Portugal. Oh, that might give us an answer. Of, yeah, of where we're going next. Yeah, or maybe it just is like close by. I don't know. Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah, but that's where season three was as well. So maybe they just were like, "Well, we're already in Europe. It's not that far. Yeah, and we've already been here. Well, I'm gonna guess we're going to Portugal next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say like Spain because that's like still close, but. Because we already went to Austria last season. And Portugal. And Portugal. So I don't feel like they would do two of the same countries in a row, would they? I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. They immediately broke up, even though I don't know if they were actually together. I don't, it, it doesn't seem, seem like, like it. it. And never spoke to each other again. So, hmm. Well, good for Cindy. It seemed like you yeah. were successful without him. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need him. <laughs> so... We are going to watch the next episode now and record again tonight. It will be the exact same for you, but for <laughs> us. Um, okay, well, you said Portugal. I said Spain. Yeah, I think we'll be staying in Europe for another leg or two. And then, but we'll see. So we'll be back. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Amazing Rewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review, and share with your friends, and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening. Bye.